Welcome to Wizard Team, a Black magical podcast for Black magical stories. Hi everyone, it's Bayana, Robin, and Portia embarking on a journey through the many fantasy stories written by and about Black people. Currently, we're reading Legend Born by Tracy Dion, and today we're discussing chapters 51 through 53. But before we get into all of that, perhaps you'd like to know about what we talked about previously on Wizard Team. So, of course, uh, we have Brie with her grandma in her head. Um, and as we come back from the attack by Dud Davis in his study, um, Brie is in need of an ancestor's healing powers, which she's able to tap into via her grandmother. Um, they heal Alice, and which also um, helps get her, retrieve her memories that were taken from her by the evil king's mage, Isaac. Um, Brie finally tells Alice what's going on. Full story, no holds barred. Alice is down, as she is. Um, and Brie and Alice both sneak to the lodge to warn the legendborn. Um, it's and we talk about how interesting it is that she uh, Bree is ready to sneak in this time, but she was all bold and bad when she really needs to be sneaking when she was trying to catch up with Nick. Hilarious times. Big main character energy. Um things have been become chaotic at the lodge. There's demons everywhere around campus, and Legend Burn are hurt in the infirmary with William, and also um, so badly like disorganized because of the chaos that the only person left out in the field fighting is Cell, always coming down with a short st end of the straw. Like it's so bad for Cell. Um, Bree fills everyone in on what Dud Davis is doing, um, who, who how he's a gate opener, and instead of everyone being verklempt and like totally disbelieving her, and then going in uproar they actually believe her because this man is sus um they go to find him and nick in the caves and they um unfurl and uh, reveal that there is a way to get into the caves from their location in the lodge um in a tunnel system um they are everyone who's on board including tor who was laid out and uh sar who popped in last minute trying to take over from felicity and felicity's not playing that um everyone's on board with hopping into this tunnel of misery and chaos um and trying to stop nick from being called by someone arthur they think <laughs> and retrieve excalibur and that's what happened last time on Glee. wizard team <laughs> <laughs> legend board uh, doesn't hit anything. Um, <laughs> I, I can't. I'm like I can't make it sound great. Like it's just it's such a great sound. Uh, okay, so we are now in chapter 51, and um, Bree, Evan, and Fitz are taking the tunnel furthest to the right, and it smells like rotten things. Uh, Bree mentions that like everyone else has already like decided, like claimed a tunnel, so that's where they end up. Fitz is in the lead, Evan is in the middle, and Bree is in the back. And I'm like, this is wonderful because Evan is a demon. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> um, but <laughs> if if this wasn't, if Evan wasn't a demon, this is terrible. Because, like, why is Bree in the back? 
she the least experienced right. she just she, the people who she almost, like the people who are experienced yeah, she doesn't have front and flank. Yeah, the person who's new needs to be in, in the, the middle. middle we never have we never do that no no and she doesn't have as much protection like she doesn't have ether armor Mm-mm. she's just got a she's sword not bound. Well, she's not bound to nick yet no like she's not open and evan are weakened um brie is not bound she's not um yeah, she hasn't been tied to Nick. Nick is not awake either. So, like, and right. she needed Vaughn's ass to tell her not to pick up the staff and to get a sword, which she then <laughs> later is like, thank God he told me that because the sword wouldn't even fit in this tunnel. Like, or the staff wouldn't even fit in this tunnel. Like, she's carrying a weapon that she's not, like, mastered. She's all, she's just on adrenaline and yeah. vibes, bro. Like, she's been on this whole time. And, and like, and if we didn't know, she's Evan gotten the pretty far before. with it, but. If we didn't know, nobody knows. Before, we know now because he is okay, okay with Bree having his back, guarding his black, having his back. Yeah, he doesn't care. Mm-mm. I nobody knows that she actually has her mage flame. So it's Mm-mm. like they really are sitting out here making plans. Right. Like I just, for me, I like I. Why is Fitz? I guess because he knows that Evan's at his back. I'm like, why didn't Fitz be like, yo, no, she needs to be in the middle as the. The leader or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like, they saw her luck out in, like, two combat trials and, like, lose well. But she lost one of them. But lost well. And they were like, yeah, she got her back. Like, what? I mean, to be fair, she did, like, win when she needed to. Vaughn's butt can't get out of the rings. He just, (laughs) you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's... I can get having some um, belief in her competence, but like that is overly complex. Yeah. Like, that's too much. I'm not saying like, that she is like helpless, useless. but I, I am saying yeah. she, that would not have been my choice. That That's not no. the order that I would want um, going into a tunnel where we know a dude is opening gates and demons abound. You know? But also, they're also trained. They've been trained in combat training since they were like nine. So, like, how do you not know to put how to build a formation? Right. Like, everyone should be on Beyonce, like in formation. I mean, like, I, I know, understand. and I only know because I read a lot of fantasy books. I ain't never been in a formation. Right. Never will be. <laughs> God willing, knock on wood. Like, <laughs> but if it happened, I would be like, well, in my many years of reading fantasy. I should probably be in the middle. <laughs> um, so then they start discussing like what would happen if they do run into demons. Um, more Evan asked, like, do you really think that that Davis would um, release these demons in here, and like, what would that be like? And fit who is awakened and has some level of, like, you know, he's been, he's, what, he's Boris, I believe. So, like, he's mm-hmm. lower in the line. He's been awake for a while. He's fought his fair share of demons. It's, like, it's a tactical nightmare. It's close quarters. Um, there's no exit. There's no, like, relief to, like, if you find yourself overwhelmed. Like, there's no way to run. Um, but no one said that that Davis was smart. They just you know, gave him power. And he's also very, like, short-sighted. Like, he's definitely thinking about himself, and that's pretty much it. And, like, yeah, he was able to kind of, like, you know, 
finesse create this plot and you know like figure out these particular machinations but he didn't think about all the demons that were gonna come through and like yeah all those demons are gonna come through and they're gonna like uh you know potentially awaken nick but they're also going to attack hella people so then like you're going to be in danger. Like, what's you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's going but on? he doesn't. No, he, he also doesn't really care. I think he believes a lot in his own. Like, he'll be fine, and so that's all. And that, like, Nick, Nick has enough. Just natural, whatever. I don't know. It's the confidence of a mediocre white man. Yeah, for sure. He thought Arthur was going to come through, save the day, because Arthur's Arthur. But I also think it's interesting, uh, but he also is, like, overprotected. Like, he just is used to having a king's mage at his side, so he just is never fully... You would think after having your back broke incorrectly by a demon, you would look at them Mm -hmm. a little bit differently, like, consider more things. But, you know, that's not part of his repertoire, thinking that hard. And I think part of the reason why he has this false confidence in his abilities um, is because the way that he was able to get away with the plot and scheming over everyone in the order for like 25 years or whatever. Um, but then he's like not actually considering the fact that like he's getting over on people who are like, is this was in a system that allows him to get over? It's not like he's like actually being like considered and um, someone is actually trying to like measure and count and weigh him. It's like literally on some like, they're all geared towards letting you do whatever anyway. So mm-hmm. if, if they actually were going to be people who held you accountable, it would be in a whole different place. You probably wouldn't even have gotten this far. But because you are who you are in this order that is the BS that it is, you've gotten away and now you feel like you're smart. But you're not. Because if you actually, like, imagine Dead Davis going ac- across, like, a Sherlock Holmes. Like, he wouldn't have made it. Like, he would have <laughs> never got this far. Sherlock would have been like, this is boring. Uh, did you guys watch, like, Night <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Glass Onion when he was like, no, it's not brilliant. It's just fucking dumb. Like it's, it is dumb. Right? <laughs> like it's successful because it's so stupid. Yes, no one right. can believe how stupid it is. It's like because right. because everyone around would then have to consider how stupid they are for letting him be stupid. Yes. It's like I mm-hmm. was stupid because I thought he was smart. Like it, that's the the thinking of it, and I just it's so. Oh, it's so dead of him. And I'm glad Glass Onion is exists as an example because we can definitely point to like this is this is him. Yeah. This is the man. Right. And he definitely has the like ego of like thinking he's way more Brilliant. smart than yeah. he is. So they um are just in this dark tunnel. They're using the flashlights, like they're pointed down. Um, but Bray talks about how dark it is and they can't really see. And they reach this ravine. And I swear I read this like numerous times and I still really couldn't picture it so I'm gonna read it Mm. here and then hopefully y'all can explain this to me um the tunnel opens up completely on one side turning a narrow passageway into a path with only one wall on our left which I get and then on the right dropping down into terrifying blackness is a ravine about 30 feet across um, Fitz's flashlight shows us the other wall, a series of massive jagged outcrops reaching towards us like giant molars with sharp edges. When he and Evan point their beams down, we see that the ravine narrows as it drops with stalagmites rising up from the unseen floor with shadows that swallow our light. So what I'm picturing is they're in this tunnel. But then she says the path ahead is still about four feet across. 
everything about it seems more treacherous. So when I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, so they're in this tunnel, they make this turn, and then there's like a cliff. So they can only go on this little bit of like space because of this cliff. But then she says it's still about four feet across. Is that four feet of like usable The path is four feet across. Oh, so like the the trail. Okay. She's drawing, y'all. It it is a (laughs) podcast and she is over here making a nap. It's fine. I'll post it on our uh, our, uh, social. Shout out to to Bayana who loves a nap. (laughs) She said, ooh. I was like, I will take up okay. this this um challenge to draw. That's kind of what it looks visualize. like. Okay, but okay, and like that's the path. They, so they're coming. There's the tunnel, mm-hmm. right, or the secret tunnel. They're going. They're well, you can't secret tunnel. Anyway. <laughs> and then it opens, and they have like these four feet, and then all of that drops. Well, I'm doing this backwards. It's very difficult. It drops, and then it's very sharp here, and then all the way on the other side, the wall is like jagged and stuff you but might the say tunnel it's a jagged itself edge was Did just it? as oh, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but the tunnel itself is like the tunnel itself was this small thing and then suddenly you're like oh I have no nothing there my question so here's I, I appreciate your visualizations up. my question was when we get into the like action part of it I was confused about like where they were within the tunnel for the stalagmites to not be a problem for them while they're like kind of like trying to like hug the wall. Like I'm like they well, so the, their wall that their they're on is smooth. smooth, and then the, the one that they can hug is smooth. It's the one on the far, on the far side, side of the ravine have... that's like and then I got that. It was that the fact of like when they get attacked and we're not there yet. Yeah. When they get attacked, um, everything seems like it gets scrambled and like I'm like, how is she able to continue on a path with the stalagmites like right there? I think that and she's like they're fight. they're grappling with that and they're trying not to like fall and stuff. I think we'll get there, but yeah, that part. I'm That's where I got confused visually. For the That's where I got confused. And I yeah. kind of thought that I brilliant. I guess I got con- confused between path and like what I would call like a trail. So, mm. um, but yeah, so the, the path is about four feet and that's the amount of space that they have, walkable space that they have. So I was thinking the tunnel was like four feet. So then I was like, how does this work? Um, so <clears throat> they are hugging against the wall and then they run into hell bats is what we think they are, or just bats. Like, <laughs> like what is that? And then um, <laughs> a Fitz is like, what's that it's noise? Giving like, that, actually, it's giving Actually, it's giving Go-Bat And then Bree's like, that ain't no bat, y'all. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <laughs> we're fighting in this tunnel of death. They're not bats. They are imps. Um, they're in the dark. They can hardly see what they're fighting or each other. And then um, Fitz drops his flashlight into the ravine. Um, Brie is cutting her flashlight against the wall. Fitz groans, trying to like get back up on his feet, and then his flashlight must have landed on an outcrop. Um, but the angle um makes a wide beam of light hitting the wall and the path ahead, so it becomes kind of like uh 
spotlighty type of like thing where they can then, because of how it lands, they can see better their surroundings, which is like fiction, plot. How lovely. Um, as opposed to like, you know. Great, because we would imagine it being all yeah. dark. It would turn into a horror show turn real into, quick. Yeah, but the- not that it's not already like terrible. This, terrible yeah. I wanted to say this, um, and like, um, we'll get like as we go throughout the episode, we will get there. This whole section of chapters is very much horror. Like this whole, there's mm-hmm. a whole horror genre happening throughout mm-hmm. these like few chapters. And I'm here. sick of, I'm, and I'm like, and I will say, hear me. I mean. <laughs> Well, I'll say that I think that I appreciate, like, it's part of the reason why I keep wanting to, like, I don't know if I've talked, we've talked about it, like, on the podcast or if it was just, like, the three of us were talking, where I get, like, FOMO with, like, some of the new horror stories coming out, because I'm just, like, it seems like a cool story, but I'm also a weenie (laughs) and I won't sleep if I read this or watch it or whatever. But I do appreciate, like, horror tropes and stuff in fantasy. Yeah. Usually, I think it doesn't scare me as much, but I can appreciate the like beats of it. I guess if that makes sense. I think it's also because um, for me, it's like it's a it's a section, and then it's over, and like you yeah. get to like come down and like be. And there's not like an ex- like I feel like with horror or even for me in thrillers, because I'm that much of a weenie that to me thrillers are horror. I don't care. Yeah, I don't, I don't like them either. Like I don't. I'm anxious enough. Yeah. I don't need y'all. I don't need this like false anxiety thrust upon me. But. With those like stories and and things, whether it's a movie book, whatever, the release point, you always know that it's gonna turn back around, right? It's kind of like a roller coaster, right? Where you hit that, you go up the thing, and there's all that anxiety because you know the drop is coming, and then you drop, and then there's that moment where you smooth out. But if you're at like Magic Mountain or something where those fucking roller coasters are the works of demons. Um, there's another one coming. Like you really like it's a like you're like, oh yay, woo, but you know that it's not over. Like as long as you're on the ride, terrifying shit is going to happen. I feel like in fantasy and stuff like that, it's like you hit that like dip and you smooth out and then you can stay smoothed out. And like there's other shit that will, you know pop up and happen but it won't be horror you know that's just like one scene or whatever or like a a few scenes and then over um so i think maybe that's it that might be it for me (laughs) um because for me like the anticipation is just as bad i i'm i'm the person that wikipedia is the show that they're watching while they're watching it drives my cousins crazy but i'll be like please spoil Well, it depends. Yeah, I like I. It's weird because I do like horror and I do like suspense. But if you're playing with my emotions too hard, I'm like, nah, I'm gonna go and look that up, bro. Go and Mm -hmm. just go on and tell me what's happening because I don't. If I, how long am I gonna be in this prolonged state of suspense? I can take like, like I can take a somewhat prolonged. I'm not a girl. I don't like slow burn, so I don't like when stuff. Like I don't. It doesn't matter if it's romance or whatever. I don't like a slow build to anything. Like give me a payoff. <laughs> give and it give now. me another folder, <laughs> and then give me a payoff. Like don't play with me like that. I don't need to keep waiting for the payoff. Give it to me now. Give it to me. Give me a, a slight amount. Like give me like two more minutes, and then break it because I can't. I can't hold the suspense for too long. Yeah, I I can't even. You better than me. Um, so they're 
like Bree's describing this fight. Um and I just think about like just like random screaming um and chaos and like the lights kind of like like a like a literal horror film, right? And so they figure out that they're imps, but like Bree's got her light. And she's kind of going back and forth, but also trying to like fight. And then I think at one point she drops her light, her flashlight. Um, there's all of these sounds. So it says that like Fitz manages to drive his blade into the body of an imp. And there's this squelching wet sound. And then it like the silver of his blade pops out of his neck. Like there's all of this, like, just like, so. Light is found and senses right and then grandma screams she just turns into a straight she goes full church lady and she is like demons protect my grandchild lord oh please the lord is my she starts praying and i feel real bad because Bree's like not now grandma but like her grandma's praying for her but also not not screaming in her head it's like it's not helpful the the prayers in this case might make it worse a quiet prayer please (laughs) like i need i need to focus if i want to look god will help if i can focus i I just imagine sabri says that she shoves grandma charles into an empty room in her mental house and locks the door tight and i just imagine her like i think because we've been on Doctor Who time this weekend or whatever. Imagine her shoving her in a closet like, the, like not now Hitler when they shove Hitler in the closet in Doctor Who. Oh yeah. Um, but like it not being Hitler, it being your grandmother. <laughs> Thinking about like just like get in the closet. I just I need like to... you be safe. But also, but also she's getting a better handle on like that part of her powers. Yeah. Like just on being a medium and how to like uh yeah, like she stumbled like a little bit, like but she compartmentalized, very quickly I guess. is like, okay, you gotta, we gotta lock this down because I need to focus. Right. But also like knowing that she's not sending her away completely. Yeah. She's just like, okay, I need you to go in the other room. You could pray over there, but I just need <laughs> time like... out. You need a timeout corner? This is your yeah. here. Yeah. Over there. It's, just, it's too loud. Um, it's distracting me. So I also think like, this is like, like we said, like it's like a horror movie and then there's just like, comedy like i just like the mm-hmm. lord is my shepherd is crazy <laughs> like, but that's good horror good horror gives you relief moments where you like you're laughing and then you're right back into the horror and then you're laughing and then you're like oh crap like it's that's good horror yeah but i just i just was like ooh, medea <laughs> not Tyler perry's medea like uh soul food yeah i know you know, I know okay. what you mean. um <laughs> Just big mama for the thank you just for the the listeners at home um so then uh, it's still fit he is no longer he is literally <sighs> lifted up in the air and then dropped on a stalagmite there is just a shard of earth sticking out of him and i'm wondering like what does this mean for his night because I know that they were saying like if you can kill the night before they awaken you might Mm-mm. I don't know what there's something about Camlan and like I know that it's like 
specific oh, Arthur. Oh, it's only specific. If you kill Arthur, Arthur then Arthur. all the lines. Okay, so it's die. only specific. Arthur. But if you kill one line, if you kill like you know, so there's for, nine other people there who got trained. Means, so there's a behind you. Awakened yeah. right away is what I'm wondering though. Yeah, like, I think it's his brother or something. They mentioned it in Bloodmarked. Okay. Um, where like, which also feels like a shitty way to find out your brother died. <laughs> like you immediately become awakened. Yeah. Uh, like that actually can is you really imagine for a so lot of traumatic. <laughs> can you That's imagine very traumatic like you're just like laying like you're like you're laying down you're somewhere chilling. and all of a sudden someone's in your head and you're like wait a minute this is my brother you belong oh. in my brother oh shit <laughs> oh right it's like not only the like responsibility of now being the awakened scion or whatever but also like it means literally that your brother just died or whoever, whoever like yeah. but a close family member um in this case brother but that's uh Ugh, this whole like this so order sorry. is so, so sorry traumatic for little no fits. reason it's really Who told y'all that this was the way it's very out of pocket i will also say it's very clear like so you have um evan the you know fake evan um so at first I was trying to remember like and he he explains it cuz he goes into a villain's blade in the next the chapter, chapter yeah. but like how cuz I think cuz we see in bloodmarked like the uh effects of losing your like either scion or squire like whoever mm. your bonded pair is or whatever um we see the effects of that and how it's like again these oaths and these bonds are more than just like regular relationships There's magic involved um there's all this other stuff involved and so um but like this is the first time we see it except because evan is a demon like he's he looks shocked obviously he's like acting but he seems shocked but he's not actually like distraught or like it's not like he's lost a piece of himself or something like that yeah um it's not but the I think also because this is the first time pairs. like you've seen other pairs whenever they have something disastrous happen like Star was like it should have been me you don't have the same reaction exactly yeah. he's not even like he's not having a meltdown or anything he's like oh no I can't believe that happened type thing but he's not like actually distraught unable or to unable to continue <laughs> do anything or, else yeah yeah um and like obviously we have this is the first time we've seen a, somebody die like a scion die um so it doesn't completely tip you off because we don't yeah. yet know what that looks like, but it's still a clue yeah. that like this isn't really dude. Yeah. Um so he's like yeah, evidence like, oh my god, I can't believe it, he's gone, he's sad. Um and then he does he say um like Bree said, like her brain shuts down. She's trying to process, um, and and then Evan is just like whispering or repeating, stunned. Um, he's gone. He's gone. And then like Evan's armor, um, well, Fitz's like armor and ether casting sword and stuff disappear. But then so does Evan's because Evan no longer mm-hmm. has. The sh- like he's no longer the, tied to board. Uh, um yeah and so there's also this like visual like comp- you know I'm, i kind of feel like there's like when someone 
dies or something traumatic happens, right? Even if it, you're like seeing it, like there's a part of your brain that's like unable to accept it, but then this like secondary visual is happening that's like kind of like solidifying or like confirming like, no, this is, he's actually gone. Like there's no saving him. He's not like mm-hmm. critically injured. Like he, he is no longer. Right. And also these like, and you know, obviously we've seen other injuries, like people have been getting hurt in very extreme ways this whole book and like you know obviously they have William and then they're good in like two days or whatever but um it's a very like graphic type of death right it's not like I you know what I mean like it's not like oh he just fell and he disappeared into the darkness like no this man got impaled yeah and you were looking you can still see that there's blood everywhere like yeah and it like it didn't just like kill like like sustain itself only on what he fell on like it gushed mm-hmm. out so it's like it's a it's a bloody scene is what they like mm-hmm. what it says and it's like that is traumatic and you are not yeah. able to process it because you're trying to get away from, from the, the thing it, that made it happen right oh. um and so then Bree says um Davis opened a gate he may not have killed my mother but he did murder Fitz no more death and that's where chapter 51 ends and i just gotta say bayana get your people. and also get your man it's, who's my man's your davis's like get the davis clan oh, together child, no absolutely not How dare. if anything he's definitely not my man's <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely not my man's um, get your people it's what i'm he's saying. not my people yeah also her saying no more deaths and then knowing what happens immediately after this i really hate this for her i'm also just like i was just like sure jan like you can tell yourself that but like how are you gonna make how are you gonna make sure that happens like how are what are you promising to yourself like you're gonna jump are you You gonna jump in front of every impending death you see like how are we gonna make that happen yeah it's just like I, I, I understand I, I appreciate the yeah the intention and she's gonna do her best <laughs> I mean she's gonna do her best her best is just not very much I guess is probably the way to say it Again, and also she just like, got here she can't it's just she, too much happening she she's not here but it's also none of this is her fault yeah. so you know but it's still no more deaths was was you know tell yourself that to make it's you to help you step forward. You got and you gotta you gotta keep going. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you can't just stop there. So yeah, sure. No more deaths. <laughs> it's kind of like a self feeling um, technique. It sounds like it's like you just witnessed this really big traumatic death, and you're mm-hmm. like, you know what? Uh, I will process this later. I will have time to fully sit with this one very traumatic death, and there won't be any more to process. It'll just be this one. Because nothing can be as ghastly as this. I can, and I'll process it then. No more deaths. Woo, well. Wizard Team is back for a new season, and with that comes a few changes. The one we're most excited about, other than reading Legendborn by Tracy Dion, is that the Patreon chat is back. Support our work by becoming a BNC baddie at any tier, and you'll be able to watch us record live weekly, have your thoughts included on the podcast, and interact with other baddies. Go to patreon.com slash blacknerdscreate to join.
chapter 52. So now Brie is alone with uh, fake Evan and is leading the way. So her back is to this. this I was reading this and I was like, no, girl, what is she doing? (laughs) What did I do? Again, how... Uh, like it was wrong for you to be in the back the first time, but it's not any better to be in the front now. Like I don't no. understand. Yeah. No. But to be, yeah, it's just it's ugh. bad idea. Um. So they're kind of talking. Um. And there's a mention of how ether is richest close to Earth, which is like something that's kind of it. It hasn't been said in that way, but what's kind of a conversation that Brie had with Patricia when they were in the graveyard too and kind of like you know goes back to why I think in part like why the dead have such like a better grasp of ether you know what I mean um or like why you're able to like go to their graves to ask for ether um but it does mean that the shadowborn are stronger underground than above ground so that's fun Lord Davis just I it, he because the idiot, he just didn't think all this through. Idiot, I mean, no, and maybe he did, and he just doesn't give a fuck. But like, <laughs> dude, I, and I really do. You're think gonna call. Think you're gonna do all this, but then you lose all of your scions. Then what? And then what? Because he thinks they're replaceable. It's just he's he's Beyonce. He's selling them all to the left <laughs> and the left because. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur's the only one who's irreplaceable. Everyone else dispensable. Sure. Mm. Goodbye. Yeah. Um. So they keep going in the tunnel. Uh. They find like they're in a section that's kind of like crumbled. So there's a lot of like big rocks that they have to climb over. Um. So Brie again is le- leading the way, and as she's doing that, she suddenly realizes that Evan's feet aren't making a sound. Um. And so this is the moment where she's like, oh, shit. Like, all of the things that she's heard about demons from Cell in particular (laughs) um, is coming back to her. And suddenly she realizes, like, oh, this is the... I don't remember how they pronounce this. Goruchel? Goruchel? I don't know. Um, Goracle? Is it because... Goracle? Maybe Goracle? But even that, we're definitely not saying it correctly. But, you know, we're doing what we can. Um... (laughs) Uh, and so she tries to pretend like she doesn't notice, like she still thinks that like this is still Evan, but she's also not a good actress. Awful. And so awful. Dude immediately is like, "Oh, you're too smart for your own good," <laughs> which you know. Um. So then Bree tries to run. She twists her ankle and drops her flashlight. So we're just in full on damsel. Uh, what is it? Horror like, movie trap trope. Horror movie, yeah. Horror, horror movie trope. Um, but we're also still in a fantasy story. So that means that fake Evan, um, whose name is really Raz, takes this moment to villain splain. And you know, love that for him. <laughs> love that for us. <laughs> get get the full picture. Um so he ex- first he thanks Bree for leading him into the tunnels. Um, and then he's also like, I guess I got to thank Davis too. Um, they weren't working together, but him going around opening all the gates made things easier for Raz because he didn't have to open nearly as many gates. Um, though he does admit to being the person or the one who sicked the hell foxes on Cell and Bree back during the second trial. Um, also, so dead Davis being sneaky, 
made him like while he thought he was being clever he was also not clever enough to notice that more gates were opening than were he normal opened? outside of him outside of him well i think that maybe part of it is that i think gates do open on their sure. own or you know what i mean so but maybe was, he's just I'm thinking that more those are than like even few... on our usual like appearance rate but outside of him like he knew who, he knew which ones he but i'm saying maybe for. it was a, maybe those are the normal appearance rate yeah, I don't think because I they don't like, have to open hella gates. In like it's like maybe they he he said he only had to do like two or three, so it's like maybe that's the normal rate. And then Davis is just open him willy nilly, and he's like, okay, I guess those are just the regular ones. Or you know, he's not paying attention. He's not paying attention. He's not that clever. So and he's letting more demons in, and presumably those demons could open gates, open more gates. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he was probably counting on it because honestly. you don't like the thing with the Gorachal, um when you're opening gates, you don't know if Gorchelds are coming through. Like, it's a numbers game, right? So there are more Echels. Is that the ones that are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the Hellhounds and the. They're... Yeah, um, and then the, even the smaller ones that like we that we like first saw at the oh yeah um, quarry. There's far more of those coming through, but they're also easier to like spot and stuff. But like a Gorachel could easily slip through, and then that's just like I think for the Davis, that's just a risk he's willing to take. Like it could the only more, really the help more him the in better. the end, so he doesn't really care. Yeah, he's like the more the better, for sure. He's he's calling him out to his his party, you know, like the flyer. Um. <laughs> So yeah, so then he's like talking about it's just like really wild because he's very menacing, obviously. But then he's like, and he's also very like callous. I guess is probably the better word to say. So he goes, "Did you know the real Evan Cooper played the banjo? Do you have any idea how hard it is to learn to play the banjo?" Um, like he's expecting Bree to like sympathize. (laughs) Sorry, dude. Like, what do you mean? Um. So then he talks about how he um, took the warrior's oath to Fitz. So that was also one of my questions too, is like, how was he able to like have the um, ether armor and all that stuff. But like he had killed Evan way before they were bonded, like before Fitz was awakened. Um, So he really was like an awakened squire and also means that Bree has only known this fake Evan. Like, she doesn't know other dude. And, like, presumably, you know, he was trying to mimic the real Evan as much as possible, and no one noticed that there was anything wrong with him. Um, or, you know, anything different about him. Which, maybe they need, they need some passwords or something. But You would think that. that knowing that Gurgels, like, exist would inspire some level of, like, spy, like, intelligence. Uh, defense or something seriously within yeah the order like especially with like younger people so it's like okay this is just like the minimum security standards because we just don't know um at any point when you get infiltrated and we know that we only have one king's mage merlin <laughs> right. to cover the whole <laughs> entire <not>. area <sighs> but i think that like that's also I'm part of the arrogance of it though he was yeah, Sal was definitely right. He was right. But it's also, like, part of the arrogance of it, right? Like, I... You know, we have all these things in place. 
the gates have like we haven't had Camlan in over two hundred years. We're good. Like we have all of these things. If anything slips through the cracks, we can grab them and imprison them or dissect them or whatever. Um, so they're not, and they probably haven't seen like the like the Gora shells or whatever in a while. So it's like it it is plausible to me, even if it's silly that they don't have that as like a thing. But it's also the mediocrity of it all. It's not the like, like yeah you, with the with you knowing that it's been so many years since like you've heard about Morgan trying to do anything. Like you should be on edge. You should be like, oh, they might try to strike us while we are like overly confident or like we because we haven't mm-hmm. seen. And, you know, like you should be doing counter. Like Cell was right in his paranoia to be like they're gonna try to take advantage of us. Like they could, they could, they're gonna try to take yeah. advantage of this thing, situation, and I, I wonder if he ever brought it up during like Merlin meetings, if they have those, and they were just like, ah, oh, be quiet, so like, whatever, dude. you're young, you just expect for there yeah. to be danger around every corner because you're just like hyper focused on like danger, and it's like no, like if you think strategically, if you the best time to take advantage of something is whenever no one's expecting it. I mean, but you know, also, their their head Merlin is a. I was going to say, their head Merlin is a also, so that's also probably why. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. There, I was going to say, like, there's also a level of, like, Roz is actually very, a very good Gorachel and very, are very lucky. Like, how many Gorachels actually are able to infiltrate the Order, mm-hmm. right? So there's, like, an arrogance that I think is, off, like, obviously play, at play here, but also, like, even with Cell, like they're looking for people, or they're looking at for Gorachels who are outside of the order, and so that's why Bree was so um, such a like good target for Cell because she's trying to infiltrate, but she's not actually already in the, in order. the order, right? Yeah. So the the idea that like a Gorachel is smart or savvy enough to kill someone in the order is like unheard of to them because of like they're so arrogant like they think that like anyone in the order would never get caught up or get killed there's their i feel like the arrogance is more on when we when we're reading like earlier chapters in the book the arrogance more lies in that they don't think that demons are intelligent enough to be able to infiltrate play or create Mm -hmm. plans and so they're like oh like Mm -hmm. how are demons able to communicate and like come together on a three-pronged defense like this is unusual behavior and it's like or Perhaps y'all have sat here and thought that y'all were superior for no good reason outside of y'all are able to have have power over systems and infiltrate with like these high bearing people so that you never really have to notice when people run up against your stuff and do stuff right under your eyes because that doesn't make any sense to you and how well your order works. It doesn't actually work that well, but great. Sure. Sure, the demons don't know anything. They are unintelligent <laughs> beings who should not be able to pull together a three-pronged defense. Sure. Which also then, like, if the demons are so dumb, you're not as impressed. Not. <laughs> right. True. <laughs> you find a bunch of dummies and I'm supposed to be in awe of you? Okay. Yeah. That's white mediocrity right there. It's like, okay, but then when we break it down, I was talking to Darren about this the other day. I was like, about like big game hunting and how dumb oh, it is. I but it, I'm like, if you think, especially cats, I'm like, they are cats. They, and if you think about it, the people who are like indigenous to Africa 
have been living on that land for eons and have learned how to live in harmony with these creatures. That is a bigger, like, achievement than being able to slowly over time limit their environment so much so they're caged into a specific area, can't venture out too much, and then you just pop up, have someone sedate them enough for you to kill them with your big, your high-range gun. Like, that is not right. make you a bigger, capable person. The bigger, capable people are the ones who are able to live on the land and coexistence and not be attacked on a regular basis. Those are the more advanced people. But they rewrite the script Fair so that mediocrity is what's the winner and not the actual, like, taking stewardship of the a relationship there. And I just... Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like. This is the order big time. It's like, just. Yeah. My big thing with lion hunting, and then we can get back to it. It's just that like lion or any big cat hunting is their cat. And so they are sleeping, sunbathing. They look at you and they don't see a threat. So they like go back to sleep. They are not worried about you. And then they see a gun and they don't know what that is. I mean, at this point they do. At this point they do, but like. It's just not, it just doesn't, it's never seemed as impressive as people want it, want to believe it is. I'm like, so you shot a sleeping cat with an AK-47? Ooh. Come at that motherfucker with a spear and then let's talk. You know? Also from a lot, from a long range with other people around you <laughs> to sedate and shoot them. Should mm-hmm. there be any issues? Let's, let's see some hand-to-hand let's see that. and let's talk. That one crazy South African boy, man, I don't know if you've ever seen him, but he raises lions and he- Tiger King? And they just be tackling the him African and playing Tiger with him. <laughs> oh, he, yeah. he like lives on like a wildlife reserve or whatever, but they'd be playing with that man like he a cat too. <laughs> they just be tackling him. I'm like, yeah, do that shit, but not, as, not playfully with some knowledge. And then- come out on top and I might be impressed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. That concludes part one of our lion talk of this uh, (laughs) episode. (laughs) Um, So lions and tigers and ether. Oh my. (laughs) So uh, Raz continues his, his, you know, his villain splaining and he talks about how he's basically, he's been waiting to kill Arthur this whole time. Um, but that Arthur won't fully awaken until he takes up Excalibur. So this is like, you know, he's basically wants to destroy the lines and then is taking Brie hostage because of how Nick feels about her, which he realized at the gala when Nick, uh, you know, selected her as his squire. And then, you know, we just saw in the last episode, like how he was the one who was like, yeah, man, like if anybody will resist the call for you Brie <laughs> Nixon love clearly you, explaining girl. why he's like I'm with her I'm coming I'm going with her in the tunnels because mm-hmm. this is clearly the right move um he essentially wants to take Brie hostage to then force Nick to take to um Be to come to Arthur's call mm-hmm. um and then he also mentions that he's working for his mistress Morgane which I didn't know there was an actual Morgane 
we just know about the line of Morgaine. Yeah. And we don't know if those... Is she a demon? She's a demon. Or maybe. We don't know. Original Morgaine. She could be a demon. She could be the original Merlin who dipped uh, from the Order. She could have nothing to do with the line of Morgaine. We have no clue. That's true. Um, And I feel like we still don't know because I don't remember her coming up in Bloodmarked. So we, we really we kept we, I think we heard a couple times about the line of Morgaine, but we didn't hear about her yes, specifically. But not mm-hmm. about Morgaine specifically. Um, as far as I remember. Yeah. I feel like I would have noticed because I actually, uh, the only thing that I liked from reading about King Arthur prior to Legendborn was whenever they talked about the Lady in the Lake and Morgaine. Like that was where I was like, ooh, woman doing villainy. Mm-hmm. I'm down. Let's see how that goes. So mm-hmm. I, I paid a lot of attention to Morgaine stuff and I was like, I don't see it here yeah I don't, it hasn't come up yet but i'm very sure it will we got yeah. two more books so you know um <laughs> so then brie is finally like she's cornered um she tried she it as he's talking and stuff she is trying to fight back um but you know this is a demon and she, she also twisted her ankle really, she twisted her ankle. She's kind of, you know, she's been trying to crawl away. It didn't really work. He's pulled her back, all this kind of stuff. Um, but she's like finally cornered when Grandma Charles bursts through that door. She's like, How dare you put me in a closet? <laughs> Grandma um, Charles is and... Beyonce with the water door. She's just like, <laughs> Uh huh, exactly. Um, and then she. So then, in she in that like as she returns, the, her the, like their powers flood into Bree. So then Bree kicks Raz into the ravine, and then that's where we uh, left. I feel like Bree, the description of Bree kicking him into the ravine is like somewhere between like on Real Housewives of Atlanta when Portia or no, whenever it was Cynthia who kicked Portia on the boat. Oh yeah. But also, yeah. like, in a video game where you, like, kind of, like, charge up your legs and then push, like, mm-hmm. it's somewhere in between those two things is where I visualize Bree's reaction to him. But also good me yeah. to possibly pull. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> cool. So, the final in this horror uh, division chap- uh, episode um, sees Bree, um, chapter 53, sees Bree um, actually on the other side of where her grandmother directed her. Um, those 10 steps that she took um, actually leads her to stumble into the chaos in this, I guess, like uh, like a, the, uh, this actual section of the, the cave where everyone has been trying to like get to the actual goal of where to get to in this tunnel. Um, as soon as she stumbles in, she sees the legend born that are remaining. So Felicity and Russ um star and tor pete and greer vaughn even who is not legend born but <laughs> he's there um they're all um try battling demons and in the the um seeing them battle demons you can see them showcasing their specific strengths like tor and star um are very quick and are like zip around the room like tricks of silver ether Aether. Felicity and Russ are on the floor and they're brawling and Pete and Greer are back to back and are able to like do like do that defensive like fighting so I like that in like this description it's like all the things that you've heard to be like the strengths of the scions um, are uh, displayed when they're actually in battle in the biggest battle of the book like it was like cool to me to see that I like when action plays out that way 
Um, I also it's like, like when the Avengers assemble. Yeah, I also mentioned like in the early in the book, but this book is so like cinematic. Um, mm-hmm. And so like, I really would love to see it. Like, I feel like a movie, but you know, whatever way we get it, I would love to see it visually, like on screen. Um, just for like, think- especially these scenes <clears throat> in particular, like it's so like just well blocked i feel like and you can kind of see everything that's happening um among all the chaos so i forget who but i think someone bought the rights don't mess with us yeah but you know. studios because y'all be buying right no, and not, not doing anything signal. it's like not yeah it's rude i still want my ravenswood tv show mm-hmm. Apparently, they didn't even cast nobody yet. They, we got there nothing. are numerous NK Jemison properties that have been uh, that have been bought. All, yep. all of, I think all of ours have been bought. Mm-hmm. I want to see some earth bending. Who? Mm-hmm. Let's. That's a whole separate discussion. The wish list. Some Tauruses, because I still don't understand what that is. Look forward to a wish list episode from us at some point. You will. We will get there. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Um, in the midst of all this cinematic like display, um, this is also cinematic, is that there's like a small island where Nick and his father are. And Nick is like holed up, curled up, trying to resist a call uh, from a scion who Bree says is Arthur, but we know it's not. It, and so mm-hmm. he's trying to resist this call in a little like curled up ball. And his dad who definitely bit off more than he can chew once again where's isaac i do not know i that where is this anyways um and so he's like over here getting like he's under the brunt from many freaking demons and then um oh you thought you were safe because you opened the gate right like come Mm. on so Mm. oh the audacity of this man anyways so then uh this Gorichol that Bree thought she dispatched comes through like you thought, and you thought this was over. Just when you thought it was finished. Just when you thought I was in, done and like stick the fork in me, I was done. Guess what, baby? I'm right here. And how does he make his grand reappearance? By murdering Witty. Just. Mm. And sadly, because Bree's still like at the entrance of the area, you know, so he's the same place where the Gorchel's coming in, she feels like she's the only one who's witnessing Witty's death. And like, it is right. like a gruesome death. And she's the only one who's able. And she just said in her head, no more. And no the more first death. literally. Thing, and the first thing she that she sees, well, sees before uh, after getting an understanding of what's happening in this room is another death of someone she actually liked. And who liked her? Hate to see it. For a demon that she thought she gotten rid of. That she thought she helped get out of here. Mm-hmm. So now she's feeling a guilt on top of whatever she's already feeling. Yikes. And she mentions that Witty's upper spine is kicked by the demon. And she sees like blood on his favorite camo jacket and his jaw is open to the door like it's very graphic and now mm-hmm. so for me like we, like the other areas of the horror were like very much like uh sneaking up on you horror something's coming down on your face and clawing at you in the dark kind of horror like and then now we're in like straight up just gore left to right air section of horror um and raz is such a villain um comes in and um 
points at Brie and says, that was very mean of you, Brie. Look at what you did. And then two black ribs are protruding from his chest, oozing green blood down his t-shirt. But he doesn't seem bothered by it at all. And then Brie, because she's in this like grief, anger portion of her brain, she starts running and screaming as an arrow hate towards him, thinking, I'll kill him. I'll rip him apart. And he tells her that if unless she tells Nick to accept Arthur's call and take up the blade, she that he's gonna kill everyone in there. She says no. He hisses have it your way, like Burger King. And then he darts forward and strikes the blade from her hand and then um tells the demons an order and suddenly they all stop, which causes all the legendborn to stop too. And then he, so he takes on, he does the hostage situation. He yells to Nick um, to take up the sword. And Bree says, no, he will end all the lines. And so Nick continues to resist and, and says, if you kill her, I will never touch the blade. And then Raz, again, classic uh, villain move, says, you must think I'm bluffing. And then disappears and reappears beside Russ who he takes by the throat lifts high and pitches like a fastball towards a stone wall jeez louise r.i.p again three number death three homies down Everyone watches. See you at the crossroads. <laughs> I miss my Uncle Charles, y'all. You know what said? Three homies down, and I just uh, literally a 40 started pouring in Bro, my brain. And I, I'm so sorry. Let me add that to the list, though. Mm-hmm. Do no, I it's get already a, on I get there. In addition to the list, we were already we were here. We're already on the crossroads. <laughs> All right. Well, then, so wait, and then so then rest. Is like on a as a pile on the floor, and notice again, everyone is watching witnessing this because he called all the other demons to stop. And so all anyone can do is watch what's happening next. So this means that Felicity is inconsolable, starts trying mm-hmm. to get towards rest, and it takes every uh, legend born in that room to keep her from getting to going towards rest. Raz is not done. Um he takes Bree by the middle again and he t- he holds her hostage and says, let Arthur call you, Nick, or I'll snap her. And then, who comes through? Who? What is happening? Oh, what do you yes. Want? Yes. Raz gets a knife to the throat courtesy of that boy, eagle shifting Selwyn Kane, who... Well, he's an eagle owl. Eagle owl. Flies Which like I an eagle. Forget. I still don't understand what The metaphor I'm trying to make is an eagle because yeah. uh, he flies like an eagle down into, into the, the sea, sea. down <laughs> into the room i don't know oh how he, he and then shifts that quickly from eagle owl form into his form and throws the knife at that man's throat like it's the man's talking and he has a knife in his throat the second after that's how quick this bo- that that boy someone is not playing i love that for everyone involved <laughs> It is so, uh, it's perfect. Like you said, like very cinematic mm-hmm. and it's just like, it's, uh, it's so good. It's so good. Also, like, I forget all the time that Cell can shift into an owl. Like Tracy, in a, was when, like, she, was, when she was wilding in her stories a couple weeks ago, um, at mm-hmm. one point she was posting about owls 
and I was like, what does this have? Like, I just could not remember what I had to do with Bloodborne until I read this. And I was like, oh, yeah, duh. Ew, I, I was so confused because I was like, I read it and I was like, oh, we've been able to do You know this. what? It makes sense because, like, how many times has he been surveilling Bree from a tree? Did he just, like, shift right. from his evil owl form and just pop up as himself and start talking to her? Like, he's been, he'd been watching her as the owl and he was like, let me just True. mess with her real quick while I'm here and talk, let her know I was right here. Because he could have, mm-hmm. he could have just been surveilling her as the eagle owl the whole time, and then occasionally he'll, t- he'll tell her that he's there. I feel like he's it's been a he's been like this for a while. We just he's been doing. But it. is he's... this the first time that we know that he could yeah. shift? Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Because it's even yeah. a moment. Bree Bree's herself right. says, "Wait, he can shapeshift." Like she even is like, oh, okay. "Huh?" I didn't catch that. I don't know like, why. I so did nobody tell me this like, boy did he say he could shapeshift? Nobody said you could be an owl. <clears throat> but also of all of the birds i don't like me and birds don't get along it's of all of the birds and olive that's it is. that's 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 goaded mm-hmm. excuse me okay so cell is not just standing on his laurels he hauls rides up by his there his neck and as he sees the blood dripping from the demon um he inspects the unmoving body seems like he's like fine with it and then drops it back um the rest of the demons in there howl and snap but because they don't have raz to command them they don't move and the last command that they received from him was like stop right so um it's very cinematically it's kind of like there's a like this is a slight lull moment and in this lull felicity breaks free from everyone who's holding her back and runs towards Russ. But the problem is, is that this is something that uh, Raz can use to his benefit because mm-hmm. dude still ain't dead. He's a demon. He's on straight demon time. Pops back up and he launches out of the moat and onto Cell's back. They roll over and over in the water, grunting and striking in a blur of limbs. And then he has his hands around Cell's throat with Cell clenching and clawing at the finger, at the demon's fingers for breath kicking. Um, Bree runs, but Tor and uh, Sarah, because Sar, because again, they're fast, streak past her, but Raz is too fast and he sees them approaching. He uh, shoves Cell's head down as his knee snaps up. There's crack and blood and then Cell's body is limp as it sinks into the water. And then suddenly Nick's scream, e- scream echoes and the sound of agony is everywhere. He breathes under the weight of Arthur's call and he's losing the battle. It says Arthur's call, but again, science call. Um, and Raz <laughs> grins and says, that's it, Nikki, because this is exactly what he wanted. And for me, this is like, this is a triangle time moment because mm-hmm. this whole time, this Gorichal targeted Bree as Nick's motivation, yet it's when he took Cell out that Nick yeah. fully crumbles because he was ready. Yeah. To, he was ready to hold it down whenever Nick, uh, whenever Bree was like, don't listen to him. When she was held hostage, she was like, don't listen to him. He's going to take out the whole line. He could, He was like, I got it. Nah, he ain't going to get me. He's like, you hurt her. I definitely won't pick it up. But as soon as Cell is lying in a bloody puddle, oh, Nick can't, do, can't handle that. He can't handle he it. He can't handle it. True love. <laughs> I really do hope that there's a triangle. I don't believe it just because I'm cynical or whatever, but... And I just, you know, whatever it is, Tracy, if you're listening, which you're probably not, but whatever it is, just I, just let Cell be happy and whole and Bree be alive. 
that's the map. I don't, I don't know, Free. I've given up on Free being happy and whole. <laughs> Damn. <lie. laughs> Damn. But that would be happy and whole. Unfortunate. Uh, I would hope. Any- I don't know how it's going to work out because I just feel like Brie got that old white man in her. And unless, I mean, I feel like that's going to be resolved, obviously. But I just think that, like, you can't, I don't even think in two books she can heal fully from that bitch-ass Arthur and all the shit that he done put her through. That's fair. But alive. And on the way to happy and whole, fine by me. Well, like we said, Nick can't handle his his his, his person being in a heat on in the water. So suddenly, a scion's voice booms forward from Nick's body, and Nick turns towards Excalibur, just as the Gorichol and Morgane intended. And simultaneously, here comes Grandma Charles, and she says. Oh, that girl, the elder that we've been searching for, she's here. That is the song that's playing as Vera pulls up, okay? And she's like, her name is Vera, and she's here, basically. And also, also what's happening at this moment is that Cell starts to get back up again, but while even though Sella's up, Nick is still determined to pull this sword. But guess what's happening? Nothing. It ain't because coming. the sword ain't his. And it the room his. occupants are all about to learn the truth. And Kimori, because guess what? Nick is not the king. He is not. Ben Davis is running around. He's sprinting around the caverns. <laughs> Cameras follow. He's like, no. Arthur said, "I am. I Arthur, you are not Nick Stein. Oh, no. And Oof, what a mess. Literally, literally, all that Davis can do is gag. He's literally gagging. He's like, oh, uh, uh. he's literally gagging, bro. As Nick cannot take out the sword. So what's also happening in this moment? What happens next? Is that Brie feels the world come apart. And I'm sorry I keep talking about Beyonce, but I don't care. World stop. Oh, no. I I wrote the same thing in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> world stop. And then carry on. As Brie mm-hmm. is able to talk to Vera and shares with her that she what she wants most to happen is for her mother's death to count and matter as much as her life did and an answer to Vera's question about what do you want to know and why? And so when Vera shows, um, Brie says she can feel her appraisal and pleasure. Vera answers, then I will give you the power to do so one tight with truth. And then she pulls her, pulls Brie into her memories and Vera feels like, I mean, and Brie feels like she shatters. And that's the end. Oof. And that's the end. Oof. Wild. Next chapter is about to be. My baby's crazy. Is... Uh, 
and I don't think it's gonna be that long, but it's gonna be crazy because like no, I know it's, my it's what we've been so building up I remember. to. It's the climax that we've been building up to for so yeah. long. When I finished, when I finished reading for for like recording, I was like so you mad I kept going. Keep going. I didn't. I was oh, I like because I it was like building up, and I was just like, oh my god, it's about to happen. Uh, okay, I'm gonna stop. It's I fine, forget but... where we were, but it was like early in like chapter like forty or something, and I read what we were reading, and then I looked up, and I was in like chapter fifty two. <laughs> I said, "Oops, oops, <laughs> I should." <laughs> but. Yeah, it was very difficult for me to stop this time. Usually I'm like, okay, um, cool. I got I, this amount. I got thoughts. This time I was like, I just want to keep reading. But next week. I keep going. I, I keep going. But I also think it's really funny. Like, I first read Legendborn and Bloodmark. Um, I listened. Um, I read with my ears in audiobook form. And there's one thing about, like, the thing I really love about audiobooks, but I also really hate about them, is when you get to these like moments there are like pauses for chapters and stuff it's i think it's harder to stop though Mm. like it's harder to like close the book or stop the book or whatever um i think i said this before i was on a walk with um luna when i got to like the first memory walk chapter maybe and i was like oh i'm so sorry baby i think we were already like probably should have been on our way back you know my girl ain't got no limits in her we just go. I didn't know at the time she had a ligament. <laughs> I didn't know that she was recovering from spinal surgery. Right. I was like, we just go, we just walk in. I feel like for out. me, it's harder. Like once <laughs> I get past the like eighty five percent mark, yeah. it's harder for me to stop. Once I get there, I'm like, I just yeah. want to finish, finish now. Like just yeah, just be done. So now that we're like we're so close, I'm like, you know what? Man, well. that's fine. I, I will probably it. finish this book every time <laughs> i think we have like two more yeah we have like I, two more. I feel like as we've yeah. been also wild yeah i feel like as we've been recording i've been there's only been like one episode where i was like let me go on and read the next couple of pages after like the episodes <laughs> so i can just re- uh make sure i remember the foreshadowing that's happening here for the build-up of right. what's happening like that was the, like only one episode i think i did that for yeah. as we've been recording yeah I reread this book I mean, I guess, like, the... recently, so or like in the last year or so. So I could have. I need to do that. I'm gonna do that with Bloodmark. Just like reread it before we get to it, so that it's a little more fresh in my head. But I think that helped, so that I'm not. You know what I mean? So that I can just be like, okay, cool. But still, if you don't, I mean, I think just, like for me, the thing is that like I'm not gonna remember. Yeah anyway because yeah adhd and short-term memory loss but i wish i would remember more I'm, i always get like kind of confused about what happens when but um i think that this is probably of all of the like well i will say i just um i'm in the middle of a trilogy i think it's a trilogy a chill trill wow that word did not come out <laughs> I'm in the middle of a trilogy, the uh, Halfling Saga, and it, it's so a broken blade. I think is the only other book in recent memory I can think of besides Legendborn, like even Bloodmark, where like the the this moment was just like oh, like because the reveal is so big. Yeah, even, like a broken blade. I knew. I kind of knew the re- like. I kind of figured it out, but it was still very very satisfying to have it revealed. Um, and I didn't figure out 
I got the gist of it, but I didn't get all the, I didn't get it exactly 100% right. I didn't feel like this was like such a good reveal. And obviously I was late, so I was already kind of like creeping in on your guys' conversations and stuff. And this is what I say when I'm like, spoilers don't bother me. Cause I feel like if something is crafted well enough, it's still, it should still hit mm-hmm. because it's about the journey too, as, as much as it is about the reveal. And so like, even if I like know for sure what it is and I knew that there was a, tr- a twist and um, I probably knew that she was, but like the ways in which Tracy like unfolds and like does this, ooh, masterful. I'm hyped every time. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of standing next chapter for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of cussing out of, you know, yeah white dudes so stay tuned oh but before that oh if you uh um, if you and then i'm like i guess we should probably like put a proclaimer like a disclaimer at the beginning of like if you would like to have a full episode recording of white people but white men in particular being held to account for their entire (laughs) everything they've ever done around colonization this is the episode drop it to your friends <laughs> if you just want a good old rant here you go yep um but before that let's uh talk about mvp and bench who is your mvp i think we're you know uh, selwyn it's unanimously sell which is really funny because i really had brie the whole like yeah i had it for most of the time and then i was like that but I'm he pulls like a, he pulls up as a You know, it's give, it is it was giving Gandalf. It was also you know another thing y'all don't really care about. It was also Look giving to Naruto. The east is what Will said. It was giving yeah. It was just it was all of those things. He just popped in at the right moment. But it also and gave Animorphs, and I don't think people give it, like understand mm. how highly I like Animorphs is a cultural like Sean Ashmore. Lute was a, a hawk, real tough hawk in some phase. It's also Tobias was real tough hawk. But Sean Ashmore, he might have been an eagle. Anyways, it gave that whenever he shapeshifted and was like, boop, I'm here. Like, for me, that's what it gave. I was like, oh, yeah, this is, I love me a shapeshift from a bird. Like, it's just, there's something great about that. Like, anamorph remembrance. Um, I think Brie, if anything, in this Stranger Chapters, gave uh, fantastic final girl action. She gave very much, like, mm. in the forest uh, trying to scramble away from the thing after she hurt mm-hmm. herself and like trying to like get herself back up and like get away from the attacker. So I I love that for Brie. Uh, honorable mention to Brie for that, but Cell really did shine as the uh, the winner in this <laughs> this MVP contest. But I also wanted to give a shout out to Vera because again she really is the, like Selwyn was that boy, but Vera is always going to be that girl and her timing. Yeah was impeccable and we're going to see exactly why the tongue is impeccable in the next chapter mm-hmm. but i want to get her as much envy any ancestor that holds it down and goes through the stuff like vera does needs all the MP- mvp awards they can get and so i'm trying to get them to her early and often because she deserves her flowers so i wanted to get her in here as well so selwyn Love yes it. deserved but also vera uh benched is also for the most part, unanimous. Uh, I almost binged Raz because he definitely just took out three uh, Legendborn in a row. And I hate that for them. RIP. But I just, I couldn't, like, it was Davis because he let all of this happen. And 
encouraged all of this to happen. And it's like, yeah, you might have awakened Arthur, but you also look now you've lost three scions, um, or I guess a scion and two squires, but like you've lost manpower because of your greed and your like, you know what I mean? Like he, I think for me, it was like he talked so much about like. Uh, the legendborn's like rightful place and about the vassals and how they don't respect them and how they don't know real like danger and whoop de whoop and like doing all of this so that he could actually be king essentially. Um, but he has never fought in something like Camlan before, so he's also like romanticizing it and not taking it as seriously as he should. Um, so he's like he's falling into the same trap that these other people have been falling into as well only he has endangered like not only like this group of kids but then beyond them like hell of fucking people and so it's yeah, just like, like it's his brother is now in danger right <laughs> like also, he's just he's gotta go anyone on campus that was in a range for those gates that they could not control right opening, yeah and they couldn't right. see because they don't have the ability to see those things happen like mm-hmm. any one of these like just innocent well semi-innocent people on this campus because some of them be mm-hmm. into things um yeah it was just a mess and i think there's it's just problematic yeah and that's why i call him a dud because he really is a dud thoroughly through and through he's a dud as a as a king a failed uh, chief as a king failed scion failed regent he's just a failure he's a dud he's a dull light bulb um and he thinks that he's brilliant but he's really just darkened and like faintly giving off light like he's he thinks that he's fluorescent and he's really just like a firefly level light and it's really sad (laughs) for him that he thinks that that highly of himself i wanted i couldn't this is this is the thing i couldn't bench raz because even though he is legitimately a baddie he's not the bad guy but he's a bad guy not a baddie it's like a you know the other the other kind um you gotta give it up to a well plotted well acted like the academy award goes to like he did that shit like you know and um made it to the end he was very capable i guess is what i'm trying to say if him and dud would have teamed up from the beginning would have turned out differently um whereas and he did it for a reason. Like the the hardest thing for me with Davis is just that like his reasoning is so lame. Like you just want to be king. Like you want to play dress up, or you just want this like kind of level of like you already have a lot of power. You already have a lot of influence. You are like head of the vassals or regents or whatever. And like there's a way to get the vassals in line without opening a bunch of gates and putting a bunch of people in um, mortal danger, like just be a better politician, be a better leader. Um, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just be better at your actual job instead of trying to like just relive old glories and like it's it's giving, I peaked in high school energy. Yeah, And it's just like, that reasoning is super lame. And then to go and like, I peaked in high school and, a, and then I'm a dance mom, like, and like, pull your son into this, like, who, who is sitting here, like, 
trying to resist the call of quote unquote Arthur, even though Arthur ain't that baby scion. Um <laughs> or <laughs> whatever. Um it's just it's just like the it's just lame. Like you did all of that for what? For nothing. For more power when you're already powerful for what you assume is an influence, but you can't even, you couldn't even convince your son to be on your side. You had to trick him. And then, like, when all is said and done, one, you needed to call Skip Gates before you put set this whole thing in motion and, like, actually track these lines because y'all messed up. Um, So you're wrong. But also, like, Nick is not going to fall in line. Like, the way in which he thinks that he's going to make Nick fall in line is, like, a stupid plan, too. So it's just... (sighs) Yeah. Rav, while awful and terrible and a demon, was competent as fuck. (laughs) Until he wasn't. Until Until he wasn't. And I... No, because he 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 under no because this is and that's why I benched Raz because he was incompetent and he really did not know he he admitted to not knowing whose Nick Achilles Hill was until the gala. So you really thought Nick was closer to his father, having been infiltrating the order for as long as you were for Evan. You thought that Nick was close to his father. That's how I know you're you're not doing good infiltration. He also well, because he's still a. I mean, he's still a demon. I doesn't matter. He don't really understand. It does he's, not he's matter. Mimicking. He's I'm trying to do his infiltration. A good spy is going to actually get to know his target, and he and thought that Nick was close to his father. He miscalculated. He also did not realize how close Nick was to Bree until it was on display. So you're again not good at understanding your target, and then come to find out. That the true dynamic he should have been on on looking into was Nick and Cell, and he was off target for that as well. So I think, sure, he had a plan, he achieved it. Sure, I'm always down for a good plan being well executed, but it wasn't well executed. It was just executed, and I bench him for that, and I bench him for putting Bree through additional trauma that she did not need to go through and putting um, everyone else. I, I don't care about, honestly, I do care to an extent about everyone else in the room being traumatized. Like I feel my heart goes out to Felicity for that for her. But at the same time, mostly I'm upset for Brie because it's going to, it's going to wait on her because she thought she had taken him out and he showed up like, you were very rude to me, like a Karen kind of situation. Like I'm going to talk to your manager for like how rude you were to me. And it's, and it's really just rubbing in Bree's face how she thought she was trying, she was like saving, helping to save the day when honestly she was just making him matter. And he's gonna, she's gonna, it's probably gonna weigh on her for a prolonged period how much she could have done or should have done to better prepare or warn everyone what was coming if she had just known. Like, you know how everyone has that like survival, survivor's guilt kind of thing. And I think, yeah. um, for that reason, I really wanted to make a point of benching Raz because I was like, you did not do your emotional evaluation of like how well your target responds to different stimuli well. And you also traumatize Brie unneedlessly. So you get benched for that. Okay. Word. 
Um, well, thank you all for listening. Join us next week when we discuss chapters 54 through 56. Wither Team is a part of the Black Nerds Create Collective. If you want to keep up with our content, you can check out our website at blacknerdscreate.com. Follow us on Instagram and Tumblr at Wizard Team Pod and at Black Nerds Create. Bye. Bye.